0: we pray you'll be blessed as you listen to striving for revival welcome to the striving for revival radio broadcast this is pastor justin cooper coming to you today from the knvbc studios at the north valley baptist church here in santa clara california my what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today and what an honor is mine to take the king james bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very word of god today we're going to be doing our third bible study in the second chapter of Romans, and if you have missed any of these previous Romans studies or any of our Bible book studies, you can find those via the podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, whether it be Spotify or Apple or wherever, you can find us. Go there, type in striving for revival. When it comes up, hit subscribe, and then you have instant access to every archived study that we've done. That way you can listen, re-listen. If you miss one, go back, Get it. That way, you don't ever miss a thing. I know many of you are studying your Bibles with me. I get your emails every once in a while and hear from you other ways where you say, Well, I've enjoyed the broadcast. I'm studying with you through and wherever we are in the Bible, and I don't want you to miss it. And that way, you can have access uh, to all of these past studies just in case you happen to not catch us while we air on your uh, radio station that you tune into and get striving for revival. In Romans chapter 1, Paul has dealt with the sins of the Gentiles. In fact, Romans chapter one is basically an indictment against the de evolution of society. Man left to himself, man who rejects God is going down, down Down. There is no evolution. It is de evolution. Culturally, morally, socially, religiously, on and on and on it goes. Man doesn't get better without God. Man gets worse as he rejects God. And in Romans 1, we see that where man forgot God, man forsook God, man fabricated God's in their own image and likeness. And because of that, the fury of God, the wrath of God is stored up against them. And God always answers man's rebellion with his wrath. Man cannot sin and skate free. There is a judgment day, a wage for sin, and God will judge rebellious man so Romans 1 deals with that it's a good picture or a good uh, type or parallel to the prodigal son of Luke 15. Romans chapter 2 deals with what we call the elder brother the brother of the prodigal son who did not leave the farm he didn't wallow in the mire he didn't live in the far country but he wasn't right in his heart he was self-righteous he was conceited he was critical he was calloused he was not compassionate toward his brother he he was always worried about himself he was a pharisee judging the sin of his brother while he had sin in his own life he was a hypocrite is what he was the flesh excuses the sins of self while it loves to expose the sins of others and can i say romans chapter 2 deals with religious sin those who would name the name of god those who know the word of god And yet God says you might cast judgment and have prejudice against chapter one, that crowd, but you're just the same. And so there's a warning in chapter one to the lost world. There's a warning in chapter two to the religious world that God does not wink at man's wickedness. Now we've read down through verse five of Romans chapter two. And today we'll pick up our reading in verse six. And really I'll read verse five because it connects us to six. It says, but after thy hardness... An impenitent heart, that's an unrepentant heart, treasurest up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Who will, that's a definite thing, render to every man according to his deeds to them who by patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. But unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jew first and also of the Gentile. So we read here about God's judgment. God's judgment. Uh, God will judge those Who entertain the presence of sin and are involved in the practice of sin, God will judge those who are not repentant. That are uh, the Bible word here is impenitent towards sin. So we find first God's judgment is fair. Verse six through eleven. The Bible said he'll render to every man very inclusive. God will judge the Jew. God will judge the Gentile. God will judge the lost man. God will judge the saved man. There is a reckoning day for sin. Now, I'm glad my sin was judged in Jesus at Calvary, and I'll not have to pay the wages of my sin but I will give an account to God of what I've done in the body since salvation at the judgment seat of Christ and I'll receive reward or I'll lose reward in response or uh, in direct connection to what I've done for the glory of God since salvation so God's judgment for sin is fair it's inclusive and it is impartial there is verse 11 for there is no respect of persons with God God is not concerned with your nationality god is not concerned with your name god is concerned with your nature god will judge sin paul's developing the thought god's judgment will be against both jew and gentile it's impartial without respect of persons. Paul is not addressing this regarding salvation. He's developing the idea God will be impartial when he judges the Jew and the Gentile for their sin. Paul is establishing the point. It is not that eternal life is by well-doing or good works, but he's touching generically upon how those who please God will ultimately have eternal life. That means uh, the means of that salvation will be described in uh, Romans three 21. We'll get there uh, in a few future broadcasts. But in contrast, those who are pat- patently unrighteous will face God's indignation and wrath. The two basic New Testament words for God's wrath are noted here. Indignation, that means anger. And then wrath, which means a long-term reaction against sin. We read on down, those who choose to live in sin will find tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil, of the Jew first and also of the Gentile. The Bible tells us the way of the transgressor is, that's right, it's hard. It's a difficult life. It's a—it's an empty life that ends in judgment. Not only is their judgment waiting ahead, they face a lifetime of trouble and a heartache, a lifetime of heartache uh, while they're en route to judgment. Sin, Brings trouble. Let me say it again. Sin brings trouble. It brings heartache. It brings pain. It brings sorrow. It brings remorse. It brings regret. It brings tears. It brings sleepless nights. It brings jail cells. It brings divorce courts. It brings funeral uh, 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 homes. Sin always brings trouble. This is true. Whether you're a Jew, whether you're a Gentile, whether you're a Christian, whether you are lost, And then we can see on the flip side of that, there is glory, honor, and peace to those that worketh good, says every man, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. Those who seek the righteousness of God, those who live according to his word, those who want to do his will, those who do right by God will have the blessings of honor, peace, and glory, not just in heaven, but in life. The best life to live is the life of 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 the Christian, a life lived by the Bible, a life governed by God, a life led by the Holy Spirit, a life in the center of God's will. It doesn't just bring fruit in eternity. It brings fruit in time. Right now, it's not just that it's going to be good. It's good. Amen. There's no greater life to live than the Christian life. That's why the song says, I'd rather be an old-time Christian than anything I know. Sweeter gets the journey every day, right? Serving Jesus really pays. Think about it. There's nothing better than living for God. Paul is tackling this truth. He's breaking down the hard-hearted self-righteousness that the Jews had in that day. He reminds them there's no respecter of persons with God. I don't care what your name is, I don't care what your nationality is. I don't care if you go to synagogue or temple or the local church. It doesn't make you any different than that crowd of Romans one, For all have sinned. We'll read him uh, chapter three and come short of the glory of God. Now that must have been shocking to that self-righteous crowd. That's hard preaching for those that were holier than thou. I mean, that's coming out of left field for those who thought that they were somehow a little bit better than that crowd in Romans chapter number one. But Paul, and takes off the gloves goes bare knuckle with him lays out the truth without any uh cheap veneer of counterfeit grace he just said hey listen you're as much a sinner as they are you need god as much as they do and i said it a little bit ago uh, the concept the key to Romans is the righteousness of god and he's saying your righteousness of man's tradition religious formalism will not get you uh standing with god just like the gentiles are unrighteous so are you in chapter number two Well, we'll dive down deeper into this text next broadcast. I'm enjoying this chapter. We're down through verse number 11. Join us next time, if you will. And until then, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.